Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. And this is Woody's Roundup. This is Terrence James Gibbs. No, I'm just joking. I'm Terrence. <laughs> and uh, today we have a new, brand new segment. All new. Called Renegade Revival. And it's all about us talking about Jesus. Um... It, I have been kind of debating whether I should do this because my podcast has been a lot of things lately, and I've kind of noticed that um, even like as a recovery coach, like people need God. So you know, even if you think you don't need God, yes. Which you know, the great thing about that is, even if you don't believe in God and you feel like you don't need God, God still needs you and He still believes in. Yes. So, we're not going to make anybody listen. Honestly, we we love you. We hope you listen. But this is uh, me and my husband's time to talk about Jesus and how much we love him. And and, uh, the assumed um, image of Jesus and and what we think about church and what we think about religion and and all that stuff. Which might surprise you. Yes. I would listen. It might surprise you. I would listen. So, today we are talking about... The assumed image of Christ. So. And before we go, me and my wife, we might have different interpretations on this. So. And that's okay. If we get into like a debate, <laughs> please just, you know. Bear with us. Bear with us. So. We bicker all the time, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I always win, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> But um, when you think of Jesus Christ, what do you guys think of? Um, my first thought, well, I guess if I, I was a very religious person or a person who kind of believed in the lie of Jesus being completely perfect, I see him... As a powerful white man. Well, no, I see him immortalized in stained glass. As a powerful white man. Yes, as a powerful <laughs> With the long beard. white European man. <laughs> And that's, um, I feel like the Catholic Church made that. Oh, yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure when. Um, and he wasn't Caucasian. He, he wasn't, wasn't black. He wasn't black. For all you. BLM. He, yeah. <laughs> he was, he wasn't Jewish. mixed. He was Jewish. Look up a Jewish man to see his color. That's what, that's what Jesus was. Jewish people are beautiful. Hello, Tel Aviv. I know you're listening. I love Ooh. you. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure they'll be interested in this. Yes. Which, since I know you guys are listening, um, it's interesting because a lot of people believe that Jesus was just a prophet. He was a teacher. Um, a lot of Jews didn't really believe he was the actual son of the living God. Um, and there's some Jews that still believe that the Son of God is still to come, who is the Messiah, and He hasn't come yet. Um, which that always surprises me. You know, it's like He came for the very people that didn't really believe in Him and died for Him to die for them. So it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So. We're rounding back to the image of Jesus Christ. And sorry, if you guys hear me sniffle a lot, that's because my allergies are really bad. So, just to let you guys know. 
My mouth kind of sounds like a frog. <laughs> Ribbit. Oh my god, babe, you're frothy. Ribbit. No, let's, let's not get off topic here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> her and her hero academia. Oh, come on, you watch it too. I do, up. but you're like obsessed with it. So are you. Not really. I just watch it because it's a good show. You're you like, love All Might. You're like absolutely obsessed with it, like an addiction. Quit but anyway, make yourself sound good in front of my audience. Actually, I, I, that's how I feel. Like okay, I watch sure. it, but it's not like the greatest See, thing on earth. See that we're already bickering. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. The assumed image of Jesus Christ is a white man, and uh, we're here to kind of botch that image and kind of show you guys that. Um, a lot of things that you may or may not have learned in Sunday school is a lie. Um, especially with just the image of Christ and, and how people act in church. And this is one of the reasons why we don't go to a physical church anymore because of um, how hypocritical the congregation and a lot of churches are now. Um, if you don't look the part, if you don't act the part... Um, you're an outcast. You and can't be the part. Yeah, you can't be the part. Did they tear you apart? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but, um, me and my husband, we've been in, um, a ministry, um, for a long time before we ended up being a part of a different ministry. And, um, we just kind of both spotted the inconsistencies in people um, that attend church and I think now we're kind of experts at finding out who's fake and who's real in, in the spirit of God and um, and I don't even think about it's about a whole fake and real I think it's more cause, like everyone's gonna have their own issues I don't even think it's about that I think it's more about the pastors and how they run their congregations it's a lot to do with how they're teaching us the word and how those people in the congregation respond to that word um i think that's what's hurt a lot of young believers um, I grew up in the Pentecost, Pentecostal movement. Me too. The, the whole Holy Spirit, rambunctious, like, two-stepping, you know, shaking jumping. your booty, doing backflips, like, going off in the Holy Ghost, people falling out on the floor. Screaming and stick flying. It was yeah. Wonderful. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was, but, you know, I, I've, lately I've been thinking, like, was that the real, though? Yeah. Was that the real? Or was it an emotional? Was it an emotion high? You know, um, because you look at it now and you say like, "Whoa, like that was cool back then." But where's your fruits now from, from that? You know, and then you look like, you know, was that just an act? You know, or the, or were, did those people really get set free? And you know, a lot of these pastors they they start good, but then they fall off and they just get distracted and other things and. They really don't follow what God really wants them to do. And then, you know, the whole people in your congregation is suffering because you're, you know, like, you care more about, you know, having the lights in the church get fixed and all this other priority stuff instead of, like, dealing, helping people. You know, and that's why I feel like the church, I don't know. 
right now I'm de- really debating if the if the whole church should be just in a building. Right. You know, if I don't think that's the whole purpose of why God called us when he called the disciples the great commission he said go out in all the world and preach the gospel to every nation he said cast out demons heal the sick you know heal the leopards raise the dead dead, all that stuff and you know and even myself I'll put myself right in that boat we haven't done none of that none of nothing none of that none of it a lot of the pastors None of it. They haven't done it. I don't know what pastor that I've ever seen that actually raised the dead. So. With that, I think it's time for a break. So now we're going to talk about our image of Christ, our assumed image of Christ. Um, you know, that maybe it's different for, for Terrence and maybe it's different for me. Um, and my image may even be different to yours. So um, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, I basically grew up in church. Um, always go to church on Sunday, always look nice. My mom used to dress me in dresses, and then when I got older, I had to wear pantsuits. It was bad. It was bad. Um, I I learned that um, even though it was probably never said in the family, cleanliness was next to godliness, and that is not in the Bible. I'm just telling you right now, that's not in the Bible. So just just take that and and just shatter it if you like because it's stupid. But anyway, um, no, but when I was a kid, yes, I was, I was dressed up like a little doll, uh, all the time, um, but I always thought of Jesus, what, that was, you know, he was my friend, you know, in Sunday school, and I mean, I had a very, um, unfiltered love for God, and, um, I knew that Jesus was my friend because I learned that in Sunday school. We had, I had that childlike approach to Jesus, and um, that's kind of how Jesus wants us to see Him, even now that you know we're older. But um, I learned quite <laughs> um, slowly, I should say, um, that going to church on Sunday isn't going to save me. Um, that dressing up in nice clothes and looking your best isn't going to save me. Um, I learned that my image of Christ being my friend ended up being um, deformed in um, a way, I guess. Because the the spirit of... um, perfection was so bad, um, in the church that I went to, 
it basically just made me hate God towards the end, um, and I didn't want to have anything to do with him. I felt like if God is being spoken about in this way, and this is how all these people around me believe that Jesus is, who am I to even believe in Jesus in a different way? Um, and it, it made me feel like I had to be perfect and by no means am I ever going to be perfect. And, um, it always felt like Jesus was a picture that I had to reach, uh, in order to be perfect for him. And, um, I feel like that's how a lot of people um, in the church now kind of believe, and I think that's one of the main reasons why a lot of people turn away from Jesus is because he is an image that can't be attained by man, and um, it's not about attaining any image, it's not uh, about obtaining some sort of mannerisms in order to be accepted in a church, and it's not about... Um, wearing nice clothes and and all of that stuff. It's not about that. And um, I feel like a lot of churches, they take on this perfection in order to control their congregation. Um, And it turns away a lot of people, especially new people who who may be going through um, a lot of emotional trauma or maybe even physical trauma, just... um, you know, it turns away people who really need Jesus when they see so many people in three-piece suits praising the Lord and then looking them, looking at them scornfully. And, um, you know, I was just around a lot of people um, in the church that I used to go to, and I just could see how uppity they, they were. Certain people, anyways. Not all people in the church were bad. Some of them were very sweet. But, um, I kind of saw the hypocrisy in people, and I'm just like, if we're supposed to be perfect like Jesus, why are you sleeping with this person? Why are you smoking weed? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? I mean, of course, I wasn't perfect either, but I just had so much hurt by seeing so many people disobey God, and yet, um, they're in high places, high positions in the church, and it, it kind of made me feel bad, because if that was accepted in the church, why wasn't I accepted in the church? And, um, you know, I could go on and on about the church that I used to go to. I'm not here to badmouth anybody. I won't name any names, just because I know some people might actually still be listening to me, who knows, I don't know, um, I don't really think of myself that, uh, special for anybody (laughs) to listen to me from my past, but, I mean, if by some possibility they are, I mean, hi, uh, (laughs) I don't really have much to say, I mean, I love you, but, um, just the main thing was that I saw Jesus as the church saw Jesus and it was perfect but yet it was hypocrisy too because nobody was trying to be perfect um, 
they would act perfect in church, and then um, they would turn around and do some awful things. They used to say awful things to me sometimes, and I'm just like, how are you a Christian when you do this stuff? You know, and it, it, it did. I blamed God for a lot of it, and I blamed Jesus for a lot of it because the image of Jesus was distorted in my mind that Jesus only loved to select people. That's how I believed. Um, that's how I saw him. Because there were people in high positions that, um, that were in the church that were doing terrible things. But I couldn't get to a high position. And I kind of just led a, a secret life. I just didn't want anybody to know who I was. Um, at some, at one point in my life, I was a very just private person, and um, I wouldn't let anybody in towards the end, like before I left. And um, because every time I let somebody in, I was hurt. And um, that's not how a church should be. That's not how people in the church should act. And um, but you know, nobody is perfect. And the thing is, is that I never noticed that striving to be perfect was the wrong thing to do. Um, I was never told that. I had to learn that. Um, I think I learned that from my husband. That you don't have to strive to be perfect in order to please God. God is already perfect for you. Um, Jesus is already perfect for you. And at some point, we're going we're gonna to kind of go into the life of Jesus because a lot of people don't understand that Jesus, even though, yes, he was the image of God in man's form, but this dude was bad, and I love him very much, um, and it, it took me a long time to kind of erase that image of that perfectionist Jesus who had, who did have conditions, uh, to his love, like, that's, the assumed image like I always thought that Jesus was dragging me around like a rag doll he didn't care what I was hitting in behind him but um it's totally not true <laughs> but um I'm gonna let Terrence kind of talk about his assumed image of Jesus so hello everybody <laughs> uh, mine this is probably gonna be um probably a lot longer than my wife's just because me and Jesus I think not to say they have a that I have a deeper relationship more than my wife does but I feel like our relationship has been long lasting with more I should say experiences um I've always known God can't explain it I can't tell you like you know, everyone has their moment where they said, like, oh, I was saved on that day. And I was, I, I remember, I, I remember when I was saved. And it was probably around, like, maybe, like, nine or ten when I went to the altar at a, at a youth, a youth group. Um, but even when I was a young boy, I've always known God. Can't explain it to you. It just was all, already in me. Um. I remember when I was a little boy, my mom and dad told me that when they had me, they were in the Lion store. Um, it was a store called the Lion store. It was like a clothing store. And I was about like, maybe not even like, 
think I was maybe one years old, and I was in the stroller. And when some people came up to the, my mom and dad and asked if they could hold me, and they told my parents that, like, I was going to be special in God's eyes, and, like, I had a calling on my life, and I was going to be this prophet, and all this stuff like that. And, I, you know, I remember, like, as I got older, you know, in, 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 into the church, um, I wanted to be a pastor. Um, I wanted to help people. I wanted to just be in that kingdom atmosphere. I wanted to be around God's people. Um, it was a yearning of mine. Um, I, I get a high off of when someone that doesn't know God gets to know God. It, it becomes like a high to me. And I think it's more of because like I know I'm doing my father's business. Um, it's funny though because now I'm 30, 30 years old. And I feel like I did more for him when I was 15, 16 than I'm doing now. <laughs> um, but that's the experience and that's the journey of just with you and Jesus. You know, I feel like you have high days and low days, but he's still the same Jesus when you're on the mountaintop and when you're in the valley. Um, but my experience, my main experience with Jesus... <laughs> Um, like I said, I've always known him. Um, now, I will tell you this. Um, I've always, always, always um, had this desire. Um, well, I would say this this, this desire, but this calling to show people Jesus in a new way. Um, so many times in our generation, like like my wife was saying, Jesus was either this big guy with this long beard who was mighty and strong and wrathful and People, you know, you speak about Jesus' wrath and they talk and they just thought fear, which I do think you need to fear God, but I don't think it's that fear where it's like where you're scared and like I think there, there there's a love. There's a love to it. Like my mom. My mom put the fear of God in me, but I knew she did it because she loved me. There's a different fear I'm talking about here. Um But to make a long story short, I never saw God how my wife saw God. I've always seen Jesus and God the same. I've always... I remember when I was in high school and I would be on the bus and I'd ask God to help me with the test. And I remember like, you know, when I'd passed the test, I remember just giving glory to God saying, God, thank you for helping me pass this test. Thank you for getting me through this day. You know, just thank you for just small stuff. It wasn't like the big stuff. It was just small, simple stuff. And when I look back on it, like, he's he was always there for me. And like like I said, like my wife said, like I, I'm going to say, he was like my friend. He was my best friend. Because when I was younger, I had no friends. And I always wanted friends. So Jesus was my friend. Um... 
he was the best friend um, that I could ever have. And all I wanted was good friends and good people around me, which is very unique because now when I look at my life um, and I look at what I wanted all the way back then, um, I have wonderful friends now um, that I adore. I have people in my life that I adore that are for me that love him dearly, and I am very, very blessed. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, I am a very, very blessed man. I have tons of friends. Um, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm very blessed. So, I guess he did answer, he answered all my prayers. Um, gave me a beautiful wife, who I love dearly. Um, I have tons of best friends. So, I'm blessed, you know, I'm blessed, but, okay, now for the serious stuff, what I want to talk about, what irritates me about the church today is the fact that too many people are wearing masks, and I mean actually wearing masks, um, they started to do it spiritually with covering up their insecurities to be perfect, covering up who they really are, or putting on a, a fake mask to, to be two-faced and, and to, to, you know, to just play a role. Everyone in the church wanted to play their role. And as long as they played their role, you know, every, life was good. You know, everything was cool. But what happens is when Jesus removes that mask... Like he tells the Pharisees, you know, you hypocrites. Vipers. You know, you vipers. You know, and I think it wasn't more of, it wasn't the fact that he was saying that they were evil. It was saying that their ways, that the things that were in their heart was not matching with his father's heart. Because he says, you have all this outside stuff going on. But he says, first clean the inside of the cup. And it'll be clean. They were trying to clean the outside of the cup. And not worried about the inner parts. And I think that's what the church does. They put on their Sunday best. They do they they do church. Instead of being the church, they do church. And that's two different things. To be and to do is totally different. It's kind of like how uh, children back in the day used to play house. Yeah, that's a good example. When when children used to play house, they had the role of the mother, the father. And yes, like that's their role. And, but it's not their, it's not their present reality. It's not it's not really real. It's it's called acting. Yeah. It's called performance. Um and I I think God had to shut that church movement down. That 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 whole movement of that perfection and that performance and you know, he had to shut it down. And I think now, if you look at places now, I think... Worship music, it's, it's bad 
Yeah, even the worship music, it's just so repetitive. And, you know, I remember growing up and it was actually like real worship oh, yeah. that really like spoke to your heart. Um, but anyways, um, Jesus, it, Jesus is a wild man. Um, and when I say that, he was a man that you could not contain. You could not contain him. You could not control him. He knew who he was, what his mission was. And he was focused on that mission. He knew his his whole plot, his plan was to bring more people to his father as possible. Um, and a lot of people think that he came to save the world from sin, which he did, but he also came to save those who were already under the pit waiting for him to come. Um, all the saints of old, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, it says that he went into hell for three days and three nights. Um, and he actually preached <laughs> in the bottomless pit to all those saints of old and gave them gifts and gave them things. And I believe a lot of them repented and were brought to the kingdom. Um, so I think Jesus just didn't come for those people on earth, but he came for the people that were long gone and resting. And I think, you know, right now, if you look at the world, like, I do believe Jesus is coming back again. And, uh, could be very soon, actually. And, uh, it gets you excited, man. It gets you excited, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you guys are listening, though, um, really search your hearts, though. Really search your hearts. Because I really feel like there's some people listening that are going to be listening um, that maybe they're having a hard time in life right now. And I don't know whether it's be a, a death in the family, uh, whether it's be just you're struggling mentally, uh, whether it be you're struggling physically. Uh, just give your heart to God. Just, just let your heart go to Him. Um, and let Him heal those parts in your life that you can't heal, that you can't fix. Uh, One thing I love about God is that he's the ultimate heart fixer. He loves to fix people's hearts. Um, Drugs can't do it. Sex can't do it. Only he can do it. So if you're struggling right now with anything that's like hard to deal with, like... Just take your take your burdens to him. Take your cares and your worries and just let him just like just rest in his perfect peace. And uh if you would need any prayer or anything that you need prayer for, um I'll talk to my wife Sarah. Oh no, the link to um talking to us, it's always open. Um, links will always be down in the description below. 
Um, you can email us and you can contact Rogue Radio through mess through the messenger on Instagram. So um, don't be afraid to talk to us. Everything will be confidential. And um, unless you want us to talk about it, but other than that, everything's confidential. So yeah. The one thing that I will say is that um, try not to take Jesus at church's value. Um, because he's so much more in the Bible. You have to read the Bible in order to find out who Jesus is to you. And, um, yeah, like my husband said, Jesus was a wild man. He had a lion heart. He, um, broke the barriers in society at that time. And he was a man who hung out with thieves and liars and tax collectors and he made some of those people his disciples you don't get to hear about that in church anymore and I still wonder why you know and um I know this is the first episode of Renegade Revival and um I know it's been kind of short but we will definitely be doing this again and maybe on the same topic to give you guys more information. So thank you guys for listening. We will see you in the trenches next time. We love you. Bye.